Welcome to Recharge the Soul Show, a place where we aspire to take our tips and tools we teach in our mind, body, and soul recharging women's retreats and put them in this here podcast. You're wanting to up-level, uplift, and shift into a constant flow state of joy, then you came to the right space. And we are your hosts. She's my daughter, Bailey. And she's my mom, Lorianne, aka the Shaman Mom. We could not be more grateful to have you here with us. And we hope you enjoy. So here we are. It's Black Friday. And we're in my bed in the middle of the afternoon before we go out and do a little bit of Black Friday shopping. I think Bailey's coming with me, but my name is Lorianne, and I'm here with my co-host, Bailey, for Recharge the Soul podcast. And mother and daughter. Mother and daughter. <laughs> in bed. In bed. And it's the afternoon, and it's sunny where we're at, and um, it's the day after Thanksgiving, and we had such a great day. I just love Thanksgiving. It's the beginning of the season. The holiday season and all the leaves are changing. The only part that was hard for me was was Hunter. Where I'm here with Bailey. I'm here with Levi. So I don't want to be too greedy with my husband Grizz and with Little Bear and Blackie. Blackie's on the bed with us. <laughs> so I don't want to be too greedy, but I'm just really um, wishing that everybody could be together so that Hunter could be here and when if I knew he was busy and doing his own thing, I mean, I almost hesitated to even wish him a happy Thanksgiving because he's in Barcelona. So I wasn't sure if he'd be celebrating. And then I saw that he was. And so wished him a happy Thanksgiving. And his wife, Olha, Olia, she said he was feeling a little nostalgic and she, she was making him biscuits and gravy. And so I was like, oh, no, I didn't want to hear that. But because um, I just wanted want him to skip over the day as wish wishing that he wasn't feeling sad but you know when you have kids sometimes they're going to have lower days and you can't always fix everything so I was just feeling a little what we call squishy yesterday I had moments of squishiness yeah how are you doing I mean I'm doing good I'm doing really good um and I think that's the hard part about us all being, we're a very eclectic family <laughs> and we're all very adventurous and we love to really live life all in. And so sometimes that means, you know, we're not all here in one place together because we're all busy running around the world and, and living life to, to on our own terms in a way. So yeah, that was a little bit of a, bummer that he was sad because Hunter's normally not really Hunter's like not a very like the the holidays never really seem to be that big of a deal to him and not necessarily in a negative way he just his focus was on business and traveling and exploring so I think he's kind of getting to a point in his life where he's wanting more of the traditions and settling down and thinking about family like having his own so but I'm doing really good. I The night before Thanksgiving, I got to go and see a lot of my old friends that I like Thanksgiving is the night before we all kind of go out and dance and and everybody's kind of in one spot again. So it's all friends that I've been friends with for like 15 plus years and Levi, my brother, got to come and it was a lot of fun. Um, and then, yeah, just yesterday Thanksgiving was 
so nice and so relaxing and went on a long walk with bear and got a workout in in the morning and the gym was packed man that was the pop in place yesterday morning um so yeah just i'm feeling really grateful for so much in my life this at this point in my life and really just been doing a lot of reflecting because i feel i feel like the most myself I ever have and and really understanding where I'm wanting to go and what I'm wanting to create and and resonating so much with teaching and I'm doing a big breath work um challenge right now for four weeks with there's 30 30 plus of us in in there together and we're I we do a class every Sunday and I teach a new breath work and it's been so rewarding seeing all the ladies that um, the community is building on the group and everybody's cheering the, each other on there's one lady who's in her eighth round of chemo and using breath work to really help process and and find a sense of peacefulness during such a hard time so yeah that's been really really rewarding to to see manifest because I've really been wanting to share breath work and I feel like I'm finally have it figured out to where I can share it and have it impact others just as much as it's impacted me yeah that's so I know there's been so many really amazing things that have happened since we've been home from Sayulita and just sitting in one spot's given you the opportunity to really build that that wonderful group out and a couple of women that are in in Bailey's group I am life coaching and so they've been telling me that it's been amazing and they're just they said oh my gosh I didn't know how powerful it is and how life-changing it is and it's really um she one of them in particular said it was super emotional for her she didn't know how it would bring up so many emotions so um, I just love the power of breath work. And I haven't, you know, I, I haven't dove into any Bailey's groups, but it makes me want to. <laughs> it does. It <laughs> makes me want to. And then um, the other thing that we did is, if anybody is wondering, um, we have the traditional, all the things for Thanksgiving. And then we had turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, sweet potato, casserole, green bean casserole, I made a spinach salad that none of us touched. So I guess I'll be having that today. <laughs> I was looking at everything else and I'm like, how am I supposed to eat all the good stuff if I'm busy eating a salad? <laughs> I know. That's so true. It's like we had to save room. And then the really another really cool thing happened is that I did my first sound bath for a group. I did it for Bailey and Levi and my husband. And it was super fun. It was the night the night that Bailey went out with Levi. We did it before everybody went out. And it was really, um, I was really surprised at how it flowed. Did you like it, Bailey? Yeah, it was super. I honestly kind of went into it a little bit frustrated just because of things that were going on within my day. And I was like, the last thing I want to do is sit here and do a sound <laughs> bath. I want to go out and I want to dance. <laughs> But I was like, come on, come on. And she's like, I lay down, like, just really not. 
And if I'm being 100% honest, this is how it goes sometimes. Not really wanting to be laying down. She has a gong and she hits a gong over me and she sprays me with like Palo Santo spray. And I was like thinking about my hair that I just curled. And <laughs> But by the end of it, I was like so relaxed and unwound and and chilled out. Like I needed to chill out. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was super. I was actually really proud of you. It was exactly what I needed (laughs) so funny and I didn't know that I would love it so much so I'm going to be doing sound baths at our retreats um for a little while unless we unless we have somebody else come in and do them but I think in Costa Rica I'm excited because I was practicing and I feel really um, good about that so with the holidays being here and all the pressure around you know what we're eating and drinking, um, we are going to talk about our relationships with food today. And so just about our, I have a big history with, um, with the challenging relationship with food and started way back, um, in my, when I was younger, we lived in a household where my dad was, um, he's a hundred percent German. And I always say this because, because on that, the German, culture to me is very like they work hard um they and this is half of me so I'm talking about they work hard and like when you buy something it should last forever like we had this broken down lawnmower we used to mow seriously an acre and a half every Saturday morning with this push mower and it would just we'd get to the end and before we turn it around it would die and then we'd have to start it over again and I just remember I'm going why won't you get another one he goes it's perfectly fine it still works and so but I love a lot of the lessons that I learned from that but one of the things that was really a challenge for me was when we sat down at the table they worked hard for their money and you needed to eat everything on your plate So we would take, like, if we were expected to eat something that we didn't like, we would, like, pretend like we were eating it, and then we would put it in our napkin, and then we would go and put it down the toilet. Like, we would just have to go to the the bathroom in the middle of the dinner, and then go flush it down the toilet so that we wouldn't have to eat it. And so I think that that was part of my relationship with food, but also the emotions about being forced to eat things that I didn't want to eat. And then I was a competitive swimmer for for a very long time, like fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. And then I quit swimming and then I started swimming again in college. But what happened when I quit swimming in college, I swam for in the morning before classes started and then I swam in the afternoons. And we would ha- have to eat a lot of calories because you're burning like 4,000 to 5,000 calories a day just for practices maybe more than that but it was just like so you had to really make sure you were getting enough calories so then I quit swimming it was just like so intense with college and all the things I had going on because I was living on my own I was supporting myself I wasn't getting any help from anything and it was just a lot because I was working at Buttercup Pantry restaurant and and also going to school, swimming, playing volleyball. I did a couple of different college sports. So then when I quit swimming, I gained like 30 30 to 40 pounds probably within a six-month period. And I remembered looking at my body and just going, what happened? Like I was mad at my body 
I felt betrayed by my body because my body had always performed for me. I was an athlete. I always felt, and then I had ended up, I looked at my legs and I had stretch marks. It was sitting in the sunshine. I was wearing shorts and I remember seeing stretch marks on the inside of my leg. And I was like, legs. And I was like, where did these come from? Like, what is this? Like I had to go look it up. I didn't know what was going on with my body. And we didn't talk about things in, um, in my family. So growing up, I didn't really have a lot of awareness around my feelings or my emotions or how it was tied in with food. And so that began my, my battle with an, an eating disorder. I really had a bad um, relationship with food, a challenging relationship with food. And so it took me, gosh, up until through my pregnancies, I think is that's when I really started to reshape things because I wanted to start eating things that were really important um, for my children, for my babies. And so, you know, I always say that we always save ourselves for our children. We always do. I, I always find that so fascinating that even me and I coach on this is that if you won't do it for yourself right now, do it for another reason, maybe do it for your mom or do it for your husband or do it for your kids. Always find somebody to do it for until you will do it for yourself. And so then eventually um, I started to really go, okay, this is not serving me. I was had a lot of shame around it. I was embarrassed because I'm, you know, I'm, I felt like I was a good person, but you don't feel like you're a good person when you're in the middle of an eating disorder. You just, you don't, you feel out of control. And, and so that's probably why one of the big things is you feel like this is one of the only things you have control over is what you put into your body. So the healing process for me has been, I don't know when I, it just, all, it's like as I've stepped into the field that I'm in, I'm really embracing fitness. I'm really embracing how food supports your body, and it shifted how I looked at food. And I and I healed, did a lot of healing, generational healing, a lot of work on myself and my mindset and how I look at things. And so now I now I'm excited about sitting down and having a good meal and and um. Or having a, something that really nourishes my body. It just makes me happy. And so, yeah, it's been a full a roller coaster ride that I am grateful to be on the other side of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I understand all of that. And, and I think when you start really focusing on how the food that you're putting into your body is making you feel and not only that, but just listening to your body and listening to what, like I can, I'm so in tune with my body now that I can tell when I'm like, haven't really had a sustainable meal for a while or it's really craving protein. Like I had a big bacon cheeseburger the other day and normally I would beat myself up about that. If you had met me years ago, I would loop, loop in my head about that bacon cheeseburger I had for probably like two days and overwork out about it, but now my relationship with food is so different and it's taken time but I'm like I enjoy like I savor the bacon cheeseburger and I know that my body was really craving something that had a lot of good protein in it and 
And so I think, again, when you focus more on like how the food is making your body feel and what your body's really needing, um, then, then yeah, that changes the game. Like this morning after having um, a huge, a lot of food yesterday because it was Thanksgiving and I love Thanksgiving dinner. It's my favorite dinner. And so this morning I can tell when I woke up, my stomach was just feeling heavy and it was feeling full. So I had, my body was craving hydration. I could also tell that. And so I had a lot of bunch of water, kombucha to kind of help my tummy start digesting. I had really light foods this morning, like fruit. Um, and it, it made me feel better because I'm, I'm listening to what it needs um, rather than it being like me beating myself up. You know, does that make sense? It's more of food is such a yeah. luxury. Oh, yeah, totally. And that makes sense. But man, I've had such a journey with and more like rather than being like um, like controlling over my food, I really battled with like feeling out of control with food. Um, like, and I don't want to harp on my dad, but growing up my dad's house, cause my parents were separated. So we split time between my mom and my dad's house and my dad's house was always, um, like we'd have donuts for breakfast or, um, really sugary foods. There was always like bags of chips everywhere. And I noticed when I was younger and again, like, I don't want, this is like just, my experience but my brothers whenever we would get dinner or something like we'd normally go out get fast food or something it was always like if you didn't get your food off the table in time like if you didn't fill up your plate then there was going to be no food left so it was like this huge rush to get to eat my food quickly so I can maybe get seconds before my brothers or my dad ate it all. <laughs> and I've been noticing, especially when I have started really diving into this work, um, that I like, I, I have, whenever I'm, I had to switch this about myself because for the longest time when I would sit down, that carried out into my adulthood and I would like shove my food down my throat as quick as I can, almost as if like if I didn't eat it quick enough, somebody's going to come and take the food away. Mm. And so I had to, which is not the case, like <laughs> the food's going to be there for, I mean, as long as I'm going to have it there, if that makes sense. Um, so I really had to learn how to slow down while I'm eating and really um, become super present with my meals because what would happen is I wasn't present with my meals so I my body wasn't getting the um the almost like I wasn't getting the dopamine hit does that make sense like because mm-hmm. I was that so, does make sense because I was so focused like I was almost in a panic and um so I wasn't feeling satisfied afterwards even though I just had all this food um and then I so I dealt a lot with that growing up. I was always kind of a little bit of, not the chunkier friend, but I have like a booty and I hold a lot of my weight in my belly and a lot of my friends were super naturally skinny. And I remember actually having a conversation with my mom when I over the phone when I was in college and I lived with like three of my best friends and they were all super thin and they could eat whatever they wanted and I was the opposite. Like I, don't get me wrong, I'm not overweight and I, but I have more of a muscular build, and I got that a lot from my dad and my mom, actually. 
And so I just had a different body and I've always wanted to be like that's I wanted to be skinny like my other friends in a way like this stick thin body type rather than this curvy muscular girl. Now I love my body. So you could you could see how it's you know, you can shift over time. But yeah, I was really battling with my body image and looking in the mirror. And what happened was I decided to really get into bikini competitions. So they're the people that look really tan and they work out for like months ahead and really get strict with their diet and then go on stage and and basically, yeah, it's a bikini contest, kind of like a bodybuilding show, but more toned, more lean, um, not as muscular. And so I started really diving into that. I watched a lot of YouTubers that were into the fitness field um, and came almost really obsessed about it, following them on Instagram, um, was in the gym a lot. I was in great shape. Um, but then I started, I got a coach and I decided I wanted to do the bikini prep. And my coach kind of like, bless her heart, I know she, I hired her to do this, but she, I was working my butt off and I remember she would pinch the fat on the back of my back and on and like mentioned I had a really a lot of fat in my back and I'd never saw that before and so then that really started sticking with me like I was so lean in all those other areas but I just kept noticing my back and how my back held a lot of fat and then um the I just couldn't keep up with the programming and the food so I quit but I always had it in the back of my head that I really wanted to do one and so after that though I really started suffering with binge eating so I would, it was super crazy. If you've ever deal, dealt with binge eating, you'll understand, but it's almost like you black out and you're just trying to like get as much food as you can and you're trying to sust- like suffice this crazy craving within you. Um, and it's just like you're on autopilot and normally it would happen late at night. And so I'd wake up in the morning feeling like crap and then having so much shame around it because I didn't understand why I was doing this and so then I want to eat for most of the day and then I would repeat the cycle and I would binge at night and I'm talking like huge bags of popcorn because I remember I used to work at Target at that time and I would just get a bag of popcorn I love this sweet and salty one finish a full one of those peanut butter um candy like just anything and so then I would wake up the next morning feeling so shameful and like crap and I didn't like what I was seeing in the mirror and then it was like the cycle would start all over again and my metabolism was getting so shot so I dealt with that for a long time and then kind of really worked on getting my um body and my my levels all back in order and got on the shakes with my mom on isogenics and the thing I liked about the shakes is what I noticed is that it wasn't even about like a meal replacement. It was more about like all the the enzymes in them and the nutrition. And it was helping with my cravings because it was replenishing so much that my body was like actually screaming for as far as nutrients. And I was like, like it was wanting, you know, healthy fruits and vegetables, but I was giving it like processed food. So it wasn't feeling sustained because I wasn't giving it what it needed. You, does that oh yeah it makes complete sense so it was craving yeah. like um all these different vitamins and minerals because it was needing it or iron or protein but I was just giving it basically like it was like uh not nutritionally dense food I'm trying to think of the right word but I can't think of it right processed, now. a lot of processed foods yeah, without it, that were nutritionally like empty, depleted empty calories yeah empty calories which I'm not against empty calories but I think balance is really mm-hmm. really important you know, um, which I'll get into. So anyways, fast forward, I'm, I'm 
figuring all this relationship stuff out um, with food. By this point, I'm like in my 20, early 20s. And I moved to Vegas, and that's when I started dating a nutritionist. And then he introduced me to a coach that did bikini preps. And then I started doing, um, I started compete, training for a compete, bikini prep again. And the reward was we were going to go to Thailand afterwards. So in my head, I was like, I'm going to be in Thailand on the beach and finally have this bikini body that I really want and um, and all this stuff. So I start training like four months out for this bikini prep and I get into great shape. And I'm like literally at one point I'm in the gym for three hours a day. I'm only eating chicken and rice. But I'm it's just crazy. Yeah, it's but wild. I'm bartending at the same time. So mm. I have all these temptations in my face, people wanting to buy me shots or go party. And I remember just feeling so lonely at the time because the guy I was dating was traveling for work. So he wasn't around um, and it was winter. So nobody was outside. And and my coach, though I was trying so hard within this, kept like all the other girls on the team were getting so much better progress and I always just have this little bit of pooch at the bottom of my um, like a little little belly Um, that's just naturally how my body is and so it was just holding on to the fat there and these girls had abs and everything and I just remember being like god like I'm really trying at this and I'm not getting the results that I feel like I'm supposed to be getting and he kept mentioning my back also so it was this really twisted you know Mm -hmm thing that wasn't really and I not to shame anybody that is within the bikini industry and competition it's such a fascinating and and really requires a lot of discipline like I have a lot of respect for these girls but if you're not careful it can really mess with your relationship within your own body and with food and like how you view food like you, I would start looking at different foods and be like, that probably has this amount of, or this many grams of fat in it. This has this many grams of carbs and this probably has this many grams of protein versus looking at it as like a lush, um, big green salad full of all of these beautiful fruits or, mm-hmm. you know, going out to dinner with friends. I couldn't really do that. And so again, I probably like three weeks out, I quit. I didn't do it because I was just feeling like I wasn't paying off and I was so messed up in my head and financially I couldn't afford it at the end. And so, yeah, I had to rebuild back my relationship with food after that. I It was a rocky road for a couple of months as far as like just drinking and kind of going way over to the other side of the extreme. So... After all of that, I've been over the years slowly but surely building back a healthy balance within food. And I can honestly say I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life and not just like physically but mentally. And and I have a lot of freedom in my head when it comes to the thought about food. And I am super in tune with what my body is needing. And I think that's the best part. And because I'm not so stressed out about food – my body doesn't hold on to weight as easy. And um, and I love going to the gym, not because of how I look in the mirror, but because of how it makes me feel. And it's a place to process my emotions. It's a place to feel strong and to sweat and to cleanse. And um, yeah, I, I love the gym for that reason. And so 
or running. I love getting being able to get outside. I just went for like a long hill run this morning and listening to music and it's just a whole like it's so it's like relishing life for me because <laughs> I feel so in my body. But yeah, I would say when I really started to learn how to manage my emotions through different modalities such as yoga and breath work and sweating and and journaling and meditation all the things that my cravings naturally started to go away as far as food and then also when I started really paying attention to making sure that I'm putting foods in my body that are that are um helping with those cravings like noticing if my body's craving something really fresh then adding in something along that lines or if I'm really uh, needing again like a lot of protein like I don't have a lot of energy then diving in that way and I think that the main thing is my mom and I's relationship with food is different like what Mm -hmm. we eat and everything and and um, but I think the most important part is to find what works for you like keto you hear people saying like keto is the only way or keto is a bunch of bull crap but it's like there's certain people that keto that feel best on keto and their body best responds to keto. So then they should be doing keto. And there's certain people that do really well with intuitive eating and they should, that's perfect because that's what works for them. And there are certain people that do feel really good counting their macros and that's great as well. It's, but the main part is that it's a, it can be a lifestyle and it's sustainable. Mm-hmm. And I, I love everything that you said. And it's like, I, I love being mainly plant-based, but I also like to have my protein. So I, but I, I mainly, I feel the best. My vibration feels the best when I'm really getting a lot of plants in my body. But if I go too far that way well, and not getting enough protein, then I can't, I just don't feel good. So I, I love what you said. And it's such an interesting thing, the relationship with food, because you know, if, if we were people mourn with food and they celebrate with food and food's their friend, it comforts them. It's like, you know, people have a whole relationship, like with Starbucks, for example, people love the whole experience of eating Starbucks, drinking Starbucks, like going through the drive through. I've had more than one client who we've had to delete the app because it was just an unhealthy relationship. Their relationship with Starbucks is not one where they can just go in and get a coffee they have to get the coffee and the scone and the and the egg muffin thing and all of the stuff that goes with it and what happens is that you don't feel good because you're slamming your body with sugar and so and so I just really love how fascinating it is to work with women especially because I love working with women around the relationship with food because it it's it can be a it can be a dangerous road because food can literally make you sick. And I was one of those people where it was really making me sick. And when Bailey was talking about um, sugar and um, binging on sugar, it was not, it was in our household when we were swimming, when we were little, when I was in uh, fifth and sixth, seventh grade, we would stop by the, the little market and we would get like $5 worth of Uh, we'd get licorice and candy bars and we would eat all of that on the way to swim practice. I mean, that was like slamming sugar. We, before we would race, we would take sugar cubes and pop them in our mouth and go, that's going to give us energy and make us faster. So 
we weren't taught the best nutrition. So everything that I had to learn, I was really dove in when I was, was wanting to feel better and, and gain control of my life again. And so that's why I'm so passionate about nutrition because it, it changed my life. It really did. I mean, I feel like being 62 and having the energy that I have that I would not have the energy that I have if I wasn't really, um, cognizant, like really aware what I'm putting in my body. It's so important to me to make sure I get enough water. For example, I mean, I'm really on my hydration and my vitamins. I won't go without my vitamins because they're amazing. We tried it once. Do you remember that? When we were in Costa Rica and um and I didn't bring enough vitamins. Oh my god, yeah, that <laughs> was a that? rude awakening. That was a rude awakening. We're all like yeah. at the end of a retreat, like twitching at each other from the other end of the table, like <laughs> yeah, so tired. Keep and- your head in the game. <laughs> I tried to stay awake. It's like it's amazing how important nutrition is. And so and getting my protein so Bailey had mentioned the shakes, like I won't go a day without at least a breakfast shake just because I love the enzymes like you said I love my body in alkalinity and you get to the point where you're super sensitive to foods and I can tell if I have something in my hand if it's good for my body or not I can literally hold it and go no I can't eat this and and I I feel like the more that I'm the more I'm in alignment with my connection with my higher self and with God and really, really focusing on, you know, really pulling in more light. I can't eat a lot of really dense like beef, for example, that it just kind of, it starts to kind of gross me out a little bit. And Mm -hmm. have you ever noticed that? With you? Yeah, I just can't like there's times when I just I look at like a dense piece of meat and I'm like and then if I see blood I just I'm like oh my gosh I just can't do that and so but see that's the thing too it's like Mm -hmm. my mom can't look at a piece of meat now and (laughs) apparently and and grossed out I can't I just can't see myself like yeah it's an animal yeah, but see my body on the other, like, that's the thing is that mm-hmm. we have to understand that everybody has, like, what works for my mom is super important that she stays on, like, that she honors, honors that, honors that. Mm-hmm. and it's important that, that, you I, honor that I honor my own, you know, and listening to other people's, mm-hmm. how they eat used to be super triggering because I'm like, oh my God, like. I'm doing this wrong or I should be doing that wrong, but mm. I would not, not be honoring my truth and my own body because we all have our own genetic footprints and we're all so uniquely made that what works for somebody else may not work for you or what works for you may not work for somebody else. But I think like the most important thing is if you're wondering where to start, just start trying to really not focus so much on the calories or what it the or yes and no's or don't eat this this you can't eat this is okay to eat this is like get rid of all that and get back to the basics get back to putting like at least one big salad in your body a day and then everything else maybe don't worry about but if you're just your hydration and your hydration Mm -hmm. and I mean like just as far as foods and Mm -hmm. and getting good vitamins in your body so starting there Mm -hmm. so really just starting to heal your body from the inside out because once you start doing that 
like even with the shakes, like that was a huge game changer for me. And I'm so glad you brought that into my life because that really helped me not, I used to have to battle my cravings all the time Mm -hmm. and they just naturally started going away because my body started really getting the nutrition that it needed. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't constantly craving food. Mm -hmm. Um, that makes so much sense because your body is super smart and it will make sure that it gets what it needs. Uh, it, it's so fascinating. Like even when you're when you're pregnant with, with children, if your body, if the babies need calcium, if you're not getting enough calcium in your diet, it'll leach it from your bones. Women, they say every, every baby you lose a tooth. I've heard that so many times. Um, so it's really fascinating to see how how intuitive your body actually can be if you just stop and listen. So mm-hmm. I love that, Bailey, that you said that. Yeah. And also too, you know, watching your, it is the holidays, watching your alcohol intake because oh yeah, that's, that's a big one. Like having a glass of wine, really, that's not a big deal. But the only part that happens is that it can, women do metabolize alcohol different as they get older and it can, it, it wine in particular is, an appetite enhancer and so you just just be aware of your body see how it makes you feel I'm a lot more I am a lot more um uh regimented I would say about what I do with my body and Bailey's that's why we were talking about how different we are and Bailey's Bailey is like yeah I'm gonna have a burger today or I'm gonna do this and she's she's just like in the best shape of her life just by listening to her body and I feel like I'm in, I would say I'm in the best shape of my life mm-hmm. at 62. Yeah. And I do want to share this too, because what happened, like my body was so different from a lot of the friends around me. And so what I had to do during my process of healing my relationship with food is I started following people on Instagram that had the same body type as me and that were making it like feeling, they looked liberated in their body and they were celebrating their body and and dancing in their body and I started following a lot of body positivity people and so that gave me more permission to show up as I am and who I am rather than constantly trying to change myself into something that wasn't sustainable like even me being in the gym three hours a day and only chicken and rice I still had a booty and I still had a little bit of a belly so I had to start surrounding myself with people that had the same body as me so I didn't feel so alone. And I used social media as a way to do that. So it it helped me stop limiting myself and putting all these foods in boxes and more was just like had acceptance around who I was. And so it gave me a lot more freedom to to move more gently in this life and give myself more grace and more love and and appreciating my body and love buying clothes that made me feel good rather than clothes that felt too tight like I remember there was this one point when I was really just letting my body be how it was that I put on a little bit of extra weight and instead of being like I'm holding on to these pants that are now too tight because I'm going to use them as a tool or a goal to get back into them I'm like no I'm going to go buy pants right now that fit me at this chapter of my life so that I can be comfortable and then maybe one day like if I happen to I don't know 
because my body goes through phases. My weight definitely fluctuates a lot. Maybe one day I'll need those again, but I'm not going to hyper-focus on that. And for right now, I'm going to meet myself with where I'm at and I'm going to enjoy this chapter. So... It, it, my mom and I do have so much, like, not different, but we have different approaches with, because my bo- mom and I have different body types. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I want her booty. See, and I used to really <laughs> want my mom's, like, running, like, athletic legs, you know? And so it's just so interesting as women how the grass always seems a little bit greener on the other side. And, and one thing that you may struggle with with your body, another woman is, like, being like, oh, I would love that or... So I think it's just beautiful when we can fall in love with our bodies and and know all of us are supposed to look different and not one is better than the other and and to just let yourself relax and enjoy instead of always kind of having this I on my in my experience this unobtainable goal, <laughs> you know. And and be aware like if you're I like when you're eating just be aware do I really want this I and Mm -hmm. am I because for me I when I was eating like that I was stuffing same yeah I understand that you know stuffing my feelings stuffing having to look at I was lonely um there was a lot going on and so it was really uh it was a way for me to abuse I was actually abusing food Mm -hmm. so I really love the fact that that we can stop and we can look at it because if it was and look at it and go, how is this helping me or hurting me is really a really great basic question. Is it helping me or hurting me? Because if you were, if you were an alcoholic, you could just stop drinking. If you were a drug addict, you could just stop doing the drugs, but you food, you can't stop eating. Yeah. Our you, food needs, or our body needs food. Yeah. We need to have a relationship with it that's healthy and that you feel good about and that fills you up and makes you feel um, supported and nourished. And so that's that's really, I think, that's where we're exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like that you, I do want to retouch on what you just said about um, when you're sitting down with food, if you're really trying to rebuild your relationship, put away the phone, take a couple deep breaths, and like really be with the experience of eating and chew slowly and and put down your fork in between each bite and like really yeah slow it down that's what I had to do because I was just shoving it into my mouth and I wasn't really being present for the meal and so that really helps and having water with your meal and um it helps kind of rewire if you can just fully be there with your food and have gratitude for your food Mm -hmm. and to notice how it tastes and how it feels in the body and noticing when you're getting full and just yeah like really diving into the experience of food because it is such a luxury Mm -hmm. and and nourish yourself over this holiday season instead of um you know it just you don't I would really love to see everyone who's listening have not have to whip themselves after a night of eating. Yeah. Because I've done yeah. that. Oh, yeah. And you've, you've done that. Oh, for sure. And we know we know the shame around that. And we want you to know that we see you and we hear you because we both have been there. And people have a tendency to put me like on a 
because I've been in fitness for so long, put me on a, um, a mm-hmm. pedestal. And that's not, it's not reality. Reality is, is that I've had struggles, every kind of struggle you could possibly have, I have had. It's like, okay, that's why I always say, okay, now it's, now it's my turn to learn with joy and I'm choosing a different path. But I'm telling you, there have been with, with most things I have had to learn. I've, I chose to learn the hard way. And so it's really, I'm really grateful to be in a place now where I can use some of my lessons to really help people. Um, and I kind of think that I'm hoping that the lessons, the hard lessons are over. I'm going to knock on wood. I think that they are. <laughs> okay. so that was literally me knocking on well, wood. And when the, the thing is, is like, I think that the lessons always kind of reappear in some form or, or matter, but your responses changed. Yeah, my response has way changed where I move through things uh, you quite can a bit see quicker. It and yeah. you're like, oh, like this is here again. Mm-hmm. And I now I'm aware of it and I know how to handle it that best works for me. Mm-hmm. So, so through the holidays, if you're listening to this through the holidays, you might be listening to it this summer, but anytime you're in a celebration season, just go, what do I, what do I really want? Like, like last night when we had our turkey dinner, I had a little bit of everything and I was totally happy with it. And, um, and I didn't have seconds and I just, because I was full and I wanted to save room for some pumpkin pie. And so I just think that, and then today we, I went and got my workout in just because I love working out. I feel like, feel like Bailey does about it as well as I just feel really, um, I want to feel strong in my body. So this holiday season, you know, pick bits of what you want so that you don't make yourself literally sick and enjoy what you have in front of you and then try to balance it. I thought what Bailey said was a really great suggestion of having a big salad every day, like really work on getting your greens and getting a good vitamin in and making sure you're drinking your water. Just that alone is oh going to be a game changer for you. Yes. You'll you'll start, start thinking clearer. Your body won't be screaming for nutrition. Mm-hmm. You'll start leaning more towards healthier choices. Uh, it's like a domino effect, but mm-hmm. just taking baby steps at first rather than doing mm-hmm. this whole huge like dive in and um, I think is that you can't sustain. Yeah, is the most mm-hmm. sustainable way and where you actually build a lifestyle. You know, it's not a diet or it's not a phase or it's not a a quick fix. It's like it's a lifestyle. It's how you have balance and freedom, really. Mm-hmm. I love that you said it's not a diet because I always love hearing this is that the first three letters are die in diet and that's what diet you will see we're probably going to see a half a dozen january 1st of either old old diets remade and called something new um just like the keto now used to be atkins a while ago it's just it's the same exact diet and it was just remade but it but look at it as a way of life a lifestyle of eating so if you want to eat more keto balanced like that kind of a nutritional weight make sure you're getting some broccoli in there that's all i'm saying just get some broccoli <laughs> get a little bit of broccoli yeah and to balance it out so you're still getting some greens because your body will feel so much better in alkalinity so i don't know i think that that was pretty much yeah that was good a wrap up on what on uh just really being kind to yourself getting some baby steps in there and then 
asking yourself the question, is this helping me or hurting me? It's really just super easy way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah. We share this just to let you know if you resonated with any of this, you're not alone. And I think more of us struggle with this than not, Mm -hmm. um, no matter what it looks like on the outside. Like somebody can be extremely unhealthy and look healthy on the outside. So giving everybody grace and, and guys deal with the same thing too. You know, this is only not only just a woman mm-hmm. issue so yeah, yeah let us know if you have any questions yeah. love to hear from or you comments or anything mm-hmm. we always love to hear from you guys mm-hmm. so with that we love you we're sending you massive love on your journey as always and we'll see you next week where we will talk to you next week from costa rica from costa rica we're going to costa rica on monday so yeah. we'll talk to you guys then yeah sending you love bye, bye.